0: Welcome to The Vault Podcast, Classic Music Reviews, presented by I.V. Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and the crew. Greetings and welcome again, ladies and gentlemen, to The Vault Classic Music Reviews Podcast. It's your boy, B. Cox, once again. We are now running into part number two of Tale of the Tape: Nas vs. Jay-Z, our bonus episode segment, those of you heard part one earlier today and if you did not i would urge you to press stop and go listen to part one before you get into part two so we had some interesting takes went from round one through six and had some hotly contested debates and of course some things that were a little surprising to some of you and surprising to those of us who were involved in the discussion as well so this has been an interesting topic we had to split this up into two parts so now we're heading into part two of tale of the tape knobs versus jay-z this is where the interesting conversation turns even more interesting. This is where when we get to it and start tallying up the scorecards, where you start seeing that this is not going to be as easy a task as we thought it was going to be. Well, it was a tough fight. So now we are in the second half of the bout and heading into getting to our scorecards and to the nitty gritty of the fight. And you will not believe the conclusion of what happens at the end of Tale of the Tate when we tally up the scorecards after the fight is done. So here it is part two of tale of the tape, Nas versus Jay-Z on the vault classic music reviews podcast. It's a bonus segment and here it is. So on to round number seven. So to round number seven, we get to for Nas, we have the album streets disciple and for Jay, we have uh blueprint to the gift and the curse, which was a double album. So, we get into this one and to find out how we actually scored this. I'll start with you, Domo. How did you score round number seven with Streets Disciple versus the Blueprint 2, The Gift and the Curse? 10 9 J. Okay. And why?
1: Double disc. Okay. Blueprint 2, double disc. Mm-hmm. Ain't really too many songs that I didn't really. Could have been two albums. Mm. For real. Okay. Uh, I guess you know. So I guess it was around. It's around that time where everybody was trying to do a double disc album. So, like, you know, you know what, what happens around that time. Everybody want to do something and they want to do it. So I understand why he did it because I was like, you could have had two albums with this
2: album,
1: mm-hmm. but too good. Double disc, good. It was good. Good, a good album. Because Pete Disciple was shit. Might could have scored this motherfucker ten eighty,
2: hmm.
1: but <laughs> <yeah>. of course, <laughs> I scored the ten nine. Not was giving it to me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like his biggest, his biggest knock till probably till this King Disease came out here, his, his the beat, that yeah. his production. Yeah. We never going to deny his lyrics, but what songs he decided to put those lyrics on, and oh yeah, producing that took away from a, of him having more classic albums than Jay. Indeed. So I scored this round ten nine Jay.
0: Okay. So Jay, what say you? How did you score round number seven? Streets Disciple versus Blueprint Two: Gift and a Curse.
3: I actually favored Um, put the strain in favor of Nas. I mean, and actually, um, I know Brian. I sent you over the list, but like, yeah. Next couple of drinks was typos. I was kind of rushing, so I actually did ten eight Streets Disciple over Blueprint two.
0: Okay, okay, got gotcha. you. So, um,
3: yeah, for Streets Disciple, like honestly, what did it for me? I mean, Streets Disciple, like that intro was just i don't know how many times i like crank that drain in the car like mm-hmm. flying up the highway you know what i'm saying when it comes to that piano where if he's talking to his girl mm-hmm. and then like it goes in the track too and, that, and then like like the like, um like with the B drop it's just like it just hits hard as hell and then the drain thieves theme mm-hmm. again i just that grimy production as far as i like, especially like you know and we're all adults here i'm just gonna go ahead and say it, it took like one it took like one of my favorite samples one of my favorite joints if you Basically, if it's, it's like the stoner's anthem, if you know what that is, like in the God of the Vita. Mm-hmm. If you have ever, like, mm-hmm. engaged in, like, the herbal essence of what God put here for us on this earth. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You know about that song. So, <laughs> so for him to take that sample and then, like, just add that grit to it. And then mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys ever saw the video for, like, he was, was like, I'm hot like, 100 degrees Fahrenheit on a summer night. Like, it just has, like, that city sound to it, like, you can mm-hmm. imagine yourself, like, do what I'm saying, being on the streets, like, walking around summer night, just, like, the excitement of everything going on, even some of the danger. Moving on from that, like, the joint he did with Quan, like, you know what I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. and Quan singing that hook as far as, like, I mean, it's just true as far as, like, you know, even though life does go on, we still more still wishing y'all were home. So, I don't know if you remember the joint Live Now mm-hmm yeah where like he kind of and it was like another track too like it was like a that was like a part two to it but that dream was like it was Sekou and then it was quote-unquote scarlet, which is basically just like Nas's voice but then like hype like just altered the sound like a woman's voice mm-hmm. and then that last verse that she kicked on live now where like she was laying in the hospital bed dying like again going back to concepts like you know when Nas brought up with this one but then uh Blueprint 2 I mean I, I mean, I was rocking with it too, especially like the dream. All the dream where like he was. Like, it was almost kind of like he was talking to Biggie. Yeah, man. Ooh. I want to know like the reason he was there. More money, more problems is the reason he said Dad. that whole like alliteration before that. Yeah. And then of course like you know, uh, excuse me, miss. And then dope album. But I just put Streets Disciple over that one.
0: Hmm. Okay. So I actually scored this as well. Um, my score for round number seven was actually ten nine for Jay. And reason being is that. These were two double disc albums, but to me, I think they were both underwhelming for both of them. I think that for me on this J album, like you said, the first track on the gift tr- disc, a dream. Like we talk about J songs like it can't be like this can't be life. Definitely hit me like right there, but a dream definitely hit me right there as well, because it was like that verse to me. I think when you talk about poignant verses in Jay's career. That to me about the fact that the dream that he said he had about Biggie, it hit me right there about the stuff that he was talking about. Like, you know, the whole thing, like, I see, I said, jealousy, I said, got right. the whole industry mad at me, at I me, said. I mean, it. it's just, you know, it was, that hit me right there. And then the fact that you followed that up with the Biggie verse from Juicy right after that, with Fate singing the, like, yo, that joint <laughs> hits me right there, though. Like, it's a lot of you tracks emotionally. Yeah, it was like so many tracks that Jay, like, hits me right there. Other standout tracks on there, like The Watcher, of course, the 03 Bonnie and Clyde, Excuse Me, Miss, another one of those soundtrack joints from Morgan State University, Jay, Um, Uh the Poppin' Tags joint, the Bounce, I mean, you know, A a Dominus Forever, the Guns Is Roses joint, the You Don't Know remix, that joint with M.O.P., which goes so damn hard, Uh Meet the Parents, you know, The Blueprint 2, which was the, the track that he went back on Nas on, there were some other songs on there that really to me it was underwhelming. So we turn around and go to Street Disciple. And it was some standouts on there as well. There's the Thief theme, which was the original one that came out. That beat was also used on the next Nas album, which was Hip Hop Is Dead, which is interesting that Will I Am used that and then uh it was a track done originally. The one was done by Salam Remy, but then Will I Am took that for Godson to do the Hip Hop is Dead track. Uh there's the Just a Moment with Quan Uh, there were some interesting times on there like you said the Sekou story the thing with Scarlett and everything else the track with Virgo which was done with Ludacris and Dougie Fresh there was the song as well he did a couple of songs on here with Oludara who was Nas's father the famous jazz trumpeter but it was to me a little underwhelming you know like (sighs) when it came to stuff like this, this was another Nas album. Where I was just like, come on, man. Like, yo, <laughs> like to me, I think he could have shortened this down to one disc. And I thought blueprint too, could have been shortened down to one disc and it could have been a much better album. But when it comes down to it, I got to give the edge to Jay over Nas with this on round number seven. So I scored it 10, nine for Jay. Uh, you scored it 10, nine for Jay as well. Damo and Jay, you scored it uh 10, eight for Nas. So, that's round number seven. So here we are halfway through the fight, heading into the home stretch, and now we're going into round number eight. So into round number eight, we are going into Hip Hop Is Dead by Nas, and for Jay, Black the, the Black album. Okay? Particulars on each album. Nas, Hip Hop Is Dead, released December December 19, 2006. Runtime is 60 minutes and 27 seconds. The producer's on here Production by Dr. Dre, by Kanye West, by L.E.S., by Mark Batson, Salam Remy, Scott Storch, Will I Am, Wildfire, and also a track on here by Chris Webber. Yes, that Chris Webber. Yes. (laughs) Fab Five, former Washington Wizards, Sacramento King, Detroit Piston, Chris Webber, that Chris Webber. The Black Album by Jay-Z, released November 28, 2003. Runtime of 55 minutes and 32 seconds. Production on here by Ninth Wonder, by Eminem, by DJ Quick, by Just Blaze, Kanye West, Neptunes, Rick Rubin, Timbaland, and uh, yeah, man, this was another one of those albums. So round number eight, Hip Hop Is Dead versus The Black Album. So I'll start with you, Jay. How did you score this one for uh, round number eight with Hip Hop Is Dead versus The Black Album?
3: I'm giving this to The Black Album, 10-8. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, like, with the Black Album, I mean, production-wise, I thought it was top-notch. Like, especially Pharrell's production on there. Like, you know, it was, um, I believe it was the track "Allure," lore which mm-hmm. really stood out to me. Had, like, like grown a sexy like, adult-type vibe to it. Mm-hmm. What More Can I Say, Brush Your Shoulders Off. I mean, like, had those, like, type of concepts on it. And then, of course, like, you know, Introduced Ninth Wonder, like, in his, I mean, just his story was how he, like, linked up with, like, Jay-Z was just, like, so inspiring and just impressive but yeah i just felt like you know that was just altogether a, a solid project against that like with um hip-hop is dead i mean it, probably was, it was straight i mean like i think a lot of it was sold that was kind of the controversy of it mm-hmm. the fact that nas is on the level he is or it was at that time speaking specifically that time frame but didn't say hip-hop is dead because like i actually remember um q-tip saying that before too like hip-hop is dead in the interview and like but at the same time, I guess people kind of brush it off because I don't think he's on anyone's list as an elite MC, not knocking Q-tip, but then he doesn't really come up in conversation like that as a solo artist. I mean, Tribe comes up quite often, but yeah, that was around the time, like you know, he went solo with Vibrant Thing and Breathing Stop, all like that. So, but again, getting back to Nas, for him to say that, I mean, and then put out the album Hip Hop is Dead. And I mean, the tracks when they were straight, like, you know, like Black Republican and um, like, Where Are They Now? And then, like, like hope and then like tracks like that, Money Over Bullshit. I mean yeah. he had good production there too, like Kanye and then like you said, LES and then Scott Storch surprisingly um Chris Weber, but like Yeah. You know, I just have to give it all to I, I just have to give now. I mean give Jay Z props as far as they like putting together a better project on that one.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you score at ten eight for Jay. All right. Damo, what say you? How did you score round number eight? Hip hop is dead versus black album.
1: 10-9,
0: Okay. And why?
1: And nine. Uh, you know, the black album is in kind uh, of September fourth. Carter was born.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> she gave me no pain. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of another one of my favorite J D albums. And Hip Hop is Dead is it was alright. It was just alright. It was like somebody bringing over food on Thanksgiving and you never had that food before, so you're like, oh, this you not where everybody that told you about, you're like, oh yeah, this ain't gonna be it. And you taste that motherfucker, and you like, what the fuck was y'all talking about? <laughs> like, just like, like, like Jay said, all the hype, hip hop is dead. I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm thinking Nas wanna come back with another one. I'm like, oh yeah, he's trying to submit that spot. Wow, wah. wah.
2: Mm, <laughs> damn. <laughs>
1: So, and then you black, and you put it with Black Album,
0: yeah, Black Album just got it. So, I'm 10, nine J. Yeah. I actually scored this, uh, Hip Hop is Dead versus Black Album. I scored this as well as a ten nine round for Jay. And because it's the Black Album, it's the third classic, and in my opinion, the last classic album, certified classic that Jay has put out. This was marketed at the time as Jay's farewell album. And I thought that if this is how he was gonna go out, it was a damn way good way to go out. I mean, there's so many classic tracks on here. What more can I say? Encore, change clothes, dirt off your shoulder, 99 problems, public service announcement, just you know, Lucifer, allure, my first song, and all expertly produced. It was just like, damn, Jay, if you're gonna retire now, dog, you did pick a damn good way to go out. This is one of Jay's Mm -hmm. classics. Hip Hop is Dead is a good album. It's not great. It's good. I think that the production on here was pretty good. I do think that there were some a few missteps on this album. Like, I think that I'm, I wasn't really a big fan of the "Who Killed It" track because I thought Nas had that little weird voice on it. As much as the hype is Black Republican gets with him and Jay, I thought that that track could have been much better, especially with that not beat. Either. Especially with that beat by yeah. LES and Wildfire because they took that music that you heard from their Godfather Part Two you know those horns i mean i was like when i first heard that beat i was like oh this this joint fit in the beat epic and i was a little mm-hmm. i was a little disappointed <laughs> you know yes, i was too i was, I was li- too i was a little disappointed but it has great songs it's on there yeah first
1: joke together yeah it's first joke together and this is your giver
0: us- yeah yeah and so yeah. i mean But I love so many other tracks on here. I love the Hip Hop is Dead track. That's the remake, again, of taking that sample. Will I Am redid it. I love the Still Dreaming by Kanye West. I love the, you know, uh, Can't Forget About You with Chrisette Michelle. Uh, I love Money Over Bullshit, Carry On Tradition. You know, it's a lot of good things on here that hold down the block. I love a lot of songs on here, but I think there were just some missed opportunities on this one. I think it's a good album. It's like in that middle tier of Nas albums when I talk about there's classics, great, very good. And then the rest is sort of like mediocre or bad. But with this, when it comes to the black album, man, man, 10, 10, 10, nine for Jay, man, ten nine for Jay. So I say ten nine for Jay. Domo says ten nine for Jay and Jay, you said that you gave that. Actually, that was a uh, a 10-8 as well for you? Yep. 10-8 for you? Okay. Yeah. So, there we are. Uh, So, that's where we stand um, for that round. That was round number eight. So, we go on to round number nine. And with round number nine, what we have is Untitled versus Kingdom Come (laughs) during round number nine. So... All right. So, let's find out how you guys scored this. So, where how did you how did you guys score this? So, I'll go ahead and go with uh you Damo. How did you score Untitled versus Kingdom Come?
1: 10-8, Z. I mean, 10-8, no, I meant to say 10 oh, Nas.
0: Oh, okay. I was about to run yeah. down I was about to run oh, down there to go take no, your temperature real no, quick. No,
1: <laughs> yeah, you thought I you thought I had the COVID. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought you had COVID, COVID like, real yeah, quick. Man, yeah, you thought they had the COVID real Okay, quick. so why? Oh, nah, yes. I thought
0: they don't. Yeah, why 10-8 really, why for Nas? It really
1: wasn't even about the uh, untitled album with Nas. It was really about Kingdom Come, just being straight, uh, straight shit. Yeah. Straight <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you was going out with a black album, you should have just went out with that. Yeah. Don't come back with this shit right here that you came back with. Like, this right here, yeah, this is... If this would have been one of the albums he came early in the career, he would have got dropped.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this wasn't
1: it. Mm-hmm. So this was more of what Jay didn't do on this album more than what Jay did than what Nas did on Untitled. Okay. Untitled was all right. It was all right. But if he would have gave it something close to... Still this y'all
0: would have been a 10, would you say, Jay, ten three? Ten three. Oh, man, that's so funny. All right, so Jay, what say you about Untitled versus Kingdom Come?
3: But I actually give this one to Nas, and that'd be a ten eight. Okay. I mean, because I just felt, yeah, Kingdom Come, I mean, it might have had, like, one or two joints at, like, lost ones or whatever like that. Yeah, it was getting personal on there, but, like, Felt kind of lackluster, in my opinion. Mm Mm-hmm. The Show Me What You Got Jane. I mean, it wasn't enough, like, to hold the weight of the album, you know? You see what I'm saying? Like, it was cool for what it was, but it definitely didn't help the album. over. It didn't help the project overall, so, and then, like, yeah, like Don was saying, I mean, like, you know, how you gonna, like, the time to really have gone out and exited would have been the Black album, because that joint it was just, like, did nice, but then Untitled, I put that over there, because, I mean, one, and I I mean, I guess, I mean, if you have racist viewers, I mean, we... Oh well, but like just the fact like it made so many like racists feel uncomfortable. hmm I mean, I usually don't buy into like the hype of stuff like that or like think people should live off a hype to sell a project, but the way he went about it, but like cause it was I mean we know it wasn't just be titled nigga, but then they just showed shortened like to say untitled or the end or just had like the end win well you saw so yeah. the cover looked. So mm-hmm. But yeah, even like getting into the tracks, I mean, had some good drinks on there. I mean, wasn't great, but I mean it's still you know what I'm saying it's still like you know what I'm saying held true. As far as like you know, being being held up like no saying for like the sake of the album, like make the world go round. The production was straight, like the lyrics were straight, and like you know, as far as hitting on certain topics. So that's yeah, so why I just had to get like putting those two up against each other. Yeah, I had to give it to Nas on that one. I scored this as well as a 10-8 for Nas and Untitled
0: is a another one of those good albums. It was you know like I said some good tracks on there. Make the world go round, Hero with Carrie Hilson, you know America. Um, The N-I-G-G-E-R, The Slave and the Master, Fried Chicken, you know, Black President on there as well. You know, there was some good tracks on there. But to me, this Jay album, and let me understand, like, to say, like, how disappointed I was with this album. When I heard the intro on here, the prelude, like, the prelude, some of the bars on there, I think, is some of Jay's best work. Like, some of the stuff he was saying with that beat by B-Money, like... (laughs) that's one of like, yo. that is as far as album cuts is probably one of my favorite Jay joints because the way he came back those bars were ridiculous the rest of that album though hmm I mean he had a 30 something joint on there with the remix that he also did as well but I mean the rest of this joint though man and I did like Beach Chair which was the last one on there but for the most part the rest of this joint I was like damn Jay, you gonna come back and this is the shit that you give us like like nigga are you fucking kidding me so i was like nah man i I can't fuck with this at all um so i scored this 10-8 for nas and it's like untitled wasn't a like you said damo it wasn't necessarily about what nas did on untitled It's basically about how terrible i thought kingdom come was so so there we are so i scored this 10-8 uh you scored this 10-8 and jay you scored this again you said you had this as a 10-8 as well correct correct okay
1: <sighs> yeah
0: so i mean now we've agreed on a couple um so then we get to round number 10 and then round number 10 we have a distant relatives which again everything that i put into this just like blueprint was jay-z's one of jay-z's album everything that i've seen is listed this is nas 10th album distant relatives which is a collaborative effort between nas and also reggae vocalist damian marley and American Gangster, which was a Jay's album, which pretty much served as a unofficial soundtrack to American Gangster, the movie that came out with Denzel Washington about Frank Lucas and also Russell Crowe. So it was like a concept album really is what it was. So we have round number 10, Distant Relatives versus American Gangster. Distant Relatives came out May 18, 2010. Uh, Runtime of 61 minutes and 48 seconds, produced by Damian Marley and Stephen Marley, who pretty much produced the majority of the songs on this. And American Gangster came out November 6, 2007. Runtime of 58 minutes and 38 seconds. And the producers on this one, you had uh, uh, Diddy with the Hitman. You had Big D. You had uh, Chris Flame, Jermaine Dupri, Just Blaze, The Neptunes, No ID, Toomp and a couple other producers on here as well so we move into this one so jay how did you score round number 10 distant relatives versus american gangster
3: all right yeah so this one definitely gave this one to american gangster and yeah this is gonna be the um 10 club for jay-z and seven club for distant relatives whoa <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> mm. Okay, why? Why, why man, such a big disparity? Why, okay. I understood the concept. appreciate what they were trying to do. But I just don't think, I don't think it was executed all that well. And like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm telling you, Brian, like, it was really like, it was, like, actually bumping us, because like, you know, this is back when we still bought CDs, like, we, I, I guess it was the in, in-between in, in time between buying CDs and getting MP3. Mm-hmm. I was heavily contemplating, like, chucking that drain as a frisbee when I was driving at 295. Oh, man. <laughs> a frisbee he was thinking so about chucking I'm not, I'm it out the window viewers, but I mean if you his listeners excuse me but, I can't um, get to you with this shit yeah, right.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh I man should said that that would have made it that much funnier but yeah I, I gotta make a meme of that later on too by the way but um yeah, yeah so I'm not gonna drag that drink through the mud any further than it's already dragged itself so Back to American Gangster, like just the concept of like you know, and again with the time and like you know, with that coming around, coming out around the time American Gangster came out, and then just the production, the songs off of there, like, you no, know, I'm no Lil Wayne fan, but I'll, I'll admit that, but I'd like to join the joint um, he did with Jay Z, like Hello Brooklyn, like, mm-hmm. yeah, and even the controversy within that, because I think that was around the time Lil Wayne said he ain't like New York or something like that, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, mm hmm. Um, so to come out with that, I mean, I thought it was like, dope to add to that controversy and just overall like just popularity of it and then um, and again going back to the Pharrell production like I know mm-hmm. like I mean I think it's like one of Pharrell's best beats I mean I know he has like 20 plus years of beats but like was it the Rock Boys like I mean Rock Boys in the Building
0: Night <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying it was like an other <laughs> show, I can't even the name of
3: yeah the joint Blue Magic I don't mm-hmm. know how, I forgot the name of that joint but like, I just like the production on that one and then the concept and again another Neptune's joint so um, and the drink ignorant shit like you know what I'm saying with Beanie Siegel where like you know I mean somebody may make the case where Beanie got him again on that one but you know another drink that was like another drink that was like dope or whatever so mm-hmm. yeah definitely give this shit way over distant relatives so mm-hmm. and that's no insult to anybody that's, that's like I don't know I don't know if there's like a beehive mentality with the Marley family but um <laughs> yeah it's definitely no I mean definitely no knock against that just I just felt it was poorly executed so sure I'll just leave it at that
0: okay so, Dama, what say you? How did you score round number ten? Distant relatives versus American Gangster. Um, I scored a of
1: ten. Nine. You know, I, I ain't killed distant relatives. I just it could have possibly been ten eight. You know, like but like I've been saying, you know, lyrically you can't really lyrics to me you can't really make him get knocked out. It's everything else that make it a knockdown for the round. Mm-hmm. And I get exactly what Jay Jay was saying. I understand what y'all was trying to do trying to execute it. Yeah. So in American gangster all you gotta say is American Gangster. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's ten nine, Jay. Yeah. Short and simple. Yeah,
0: to me, I wanted I like distant relatives to a certain degree. Um yeah, I do think that one of the songs on here that wasn't on here was the one about the uh walking on the road to Zion which was one of the best songs mm-hmm. I think Nas and Damian Marley have put out. I like the idea of what they tried to do. I do think that it could have been executed better, but I like it though. I mean, I do like it, but I think that I like the concept of the fact that they, the dull distant relative things, you know, America, Jamaica, the whole thing about Africa and African-Africanisms, but American Gangster is another standout Jay album. I don't think it's just that. Mm-hmm. I think it's a borderline classic, but he has some great songs on here. Rock Boys, I know, Blue Magic, you know, Success, the Hello Brooklyn 2.0, No Hook. I mean, so there's some great songs on here. And I also like the fact that this conceptually, he tried to, you know, line this up with American Gangster, the movie. It came out right around the same time that the movie came out. The movie was a great movie. And the fact that Jay, with his hustler mentality, really tried to go and pull a concept out. And this one, I think, was executed greatly. I don't think that the distant relatives was executed as well, but this one was. So, yeah. So there we have, I scored a 10-9 for, for American Gangster. You scored a 10-9 for American Gangster. And then you scored it, of course, a 10-7, Jay, as well. <laughs> one of those 10-7 rounds again. Cool. I'm yep. telling you. So
1: Austin is in here.
0: Right. <laughs> 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 All right. So now we go to round number 11, and we go to Life is Good by Nas. Versus the Blueprint Three by Jay. Particulars on Life Is Good by Nas, July thirteenth, two thousand twelve. Runtime of fifty eight minutes and twelve seconds. Produced, of course, by Forty, Buckwild, The Interns, Heavy D, Justice, just Justice League, No ID, Salam Remy, Rodney Jerkins, and Swiss Beats. Blueprint Three per, released September eighth, two thousand nine length of 60 minutes and 44 seconds produced by no ID by Swiss Beats, by Timberland by J rock by Neptunes the Incredibles and uh, so there we have it there so round number 11 and uh, we have life is good versus the blueprint three and so I'll start with you Jay and uh, how did you score round number 11 life is good versus blueprint three uh,
3: gave this one up to um, blueprint three ten eight eight. Okay. Because uh, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, Jay Z kinda came back a little bit better with this one. Like, um, you know what I'm saying? As far as like I mean, as far as his production and then Yeah, so like I mean, I would definitely give it over. I would just like definitely give it over, um over the um, Life is Good journey know? I mean, Life is good, I mean, had it I mean had it with more of a grown man vibe. Like you know what I'm saying, especially the I believe the train, um the drain was it daughters like was on Life Is Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We was talking yeah. about like Grant, I can't probably, relate to that, I don't have any daughters. I think Dom, I mean, you probably relate to that so more to me, but like, you know, just like I feel like, you know, he's really like captivating like how fathers feel and you know what I'm saying, like the task of raising a daughter in this like complicated world and everything like that. But like he was just like it was just like that and then like hitting on other points as far as like um, you know, just like manhood and things like that. I mean, like just like talk just like that whole grown man vibe. It's like to show that, you know, hip hop hip hop can like evolve. Like, you know, you're not just stuck in a box where you know, Life you like you, it's only like people in their twenties or something like that. You know, you could be in your like late thirties, early 40s. I think it might have been maybe early forties when this came out. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. But overall, but I would just say like, you know, as far as the impact and everything, like that I would give the Blueprint Three on this one.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, Dama, what about you? How did you score Life Is Good versus Blueprint Three, and why? I definitely see why you said
3: ten eight.
1: Yeah, I went ten nine. You know, Blueprint Ooh. Three was good. A way better, album, it was a way better album than Life Is Good. Life Is Good is, eh, it's alright. it was like right. right, you know what I'm saying, decent album, not his best work. Mm-hmm. So you know I didn't see, felt like he got down. It just didn't do anything for me. It's it no replay value for maybe yeah. you know you got Bad Baby and Daughters, might like, that you might go back to, and maybe one other song, but it ain't an album you like. And you know what? I have not listen to that Joe in a minute. Let me throw that life is good or
2: True.
1: <laughs> blueprint three got replay value.
2: Mm.
1: And it's a, you know, it's the trilogy of the blueprint. So, you know, you of course and he didn't let you down. He gave you a good body of work, a whole good album. So yeah, I went to nine, Jay. Mm.
3: Yeah, I gotta say something about like um the blueprint. I'm kinda surprised like this wouldn't have been like his that are selling albums, especially like the whole Empire State of Mind Jane, which is like the soundtrack of New York, but became the soundtrack of New York City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, despite I mean, yeah, Nas already came out with the concept like about three or four times over New York State of Mind, but this one was more commercially accepted. You could play it at like Yankees mm-hmm. games or Giants Yankees, games or whatever like Yankees that. So I'm kind of surprised. It, yeah. Yeah, this is the yeah, on this is
0: the safe version of New of the of the anthem of New York. Nas got the street <laughs> version of the anthem of New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this this is
3: like Times Square. Nas just yeah. like for Queensbridge, East New York, Brownsville. Exactly right, <laughs> Bronx. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, I mean, I actually I'm to surprise, y'all. I actually scored this ten eight for Nas and Life Is Good. Hmm. I like Life Is Good. I think to me it was one of the best albums that came out that year in 2012. I mean, the singles for Blueprint Three is are good. Some of the other albums. The
1: boy in your pocket, too.
0: Yo, yo, <laughs> yo. So this, the this, the singles for Blueprint Three are good. Some of the album cuts on here, though, I'm not really feeling all that much. This is where I think Jay started to decline for a few years. And I think the album cuts were great. I mean, yeah, Death of Auto Tune, Run This Town, Empire State of Mind, you know, all those all great album cuts, you know, I mean, uh, great, great singles. But some of the album cuts on here, I wasn't really blown away by it. And when I listened to it, it's like we talk about some, yo, nobody rides around, talk about some, yo, let's throw on that. Life is good. I don't know the last time I've listened to this album front to back other than this week leading up to it. And when I listened to it again this week, I thought my feelings would change. But they didn't. So for me, when it comes to the two of them, the blueprint three had bigger commercial success. Yes, because the Jay is more commercially viable than Nas. Like, yo, we know this. We know Jay gets the hits in the clubs and we know he gets the radio spins, you know. But this was not, didn't really do much for me. And back then and even now. So I scored a 10-8 for Nas, but life is good. I know that's probably a surprise on my scorecard. It really is. So there, Ooh. I scored a 10-8. Uh, you scored it, so you scored it, what was it? You scored it 10-9 or 10-8, Damo?
1: I scored it
0: 10-9. 10-9, and then Jay, you scored at
1: 10-8. Yep.
0: Okay, so that's round number 11. So we're coming up on it, guys. Round number 12, we have Nazir with Nas. And for Jay-Z, we have Magna Carta, Holy Grail. <sighs> mm. I'm gonna reserve my comments for when I get on. Um. Mm, 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 mm. All right, Jay, how did you score this round, man? Let's just get it over with.
3: Oh man! Actually, hold up. I gotta bring my screen back up. My my phone. Will give me just a second. Well, so. Well,
1: well, well, let me. I go yeah. There. So,
3: Damo, do you, Yeah. Hold on, go. Let go, go. Man, this could have
1: been. This could have been round nah, right here. This is Kanye West <laughs> this this one right here, you know you got your cut man in the corner
2: mm-hmm. and you shit
1: in it, you getting no punches on and all you gotta do is fix the cut. All you gotta do is put bass man on there and get it right. That's yeah. all you had to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is this is not Nas fault. This is Kanye West's fault, the reason why I had to give this joke to J-10-9. Yeah. because put the rush, to, rush the music, wouldn't it cut it down to seven songs, would have would have been delicate with the album. We could have had a classic Nas album. We could have had a classic Nas album right here with Nasir. Because the lyrics is dead. The music didn't match the lyrics for the most part. Mm-hmm. He had the BPMs up. It ain't like he came to Nas world. Kanye fucked this album all up, man. <laughs> Holy Grail is shit. Magna Carta is some shit. And I, it's like, this, this. this world is like, this round this round is like they know he won, so he on the defense. So yeah. he ain't really doing nothing in the head of the car. He just I ain't trying to get knocked out because I got the win. So <laughs> let me just chill back. Yeah. And Nas came out there with everything with a cut man and fucked them all up. Yeah. So this round right here, when I was a minute, I was so fucked up because Nas has it easily made this is a 10-8 round. hmm This is what this is the reason why I text you. I said, yo, can we do 10-10? Mm. <laughs> I said because I really don't marry the us some shit yeah. it's right there with kingdom come to me for real yeah. but because yeah. Kanye fucked it up I had to give it to marry like he just played enough defense just to win the round He threw a couple of days it. Then you go yeah that's me
3: yeah I'm sorry it's cool Jay what about you <laughs> gotta follow with Dom again but um so yeah between these two I mean like um yeah, I have to give it over to um, Magna Carta Holy Grail over Nazir. Like, I mean, and I do ten eight for that one mm. because, like you were saying, like the production you would think would have been better coming from Kanye. Like, and Magna Carta Holy Grail wasn't that much better. I, I, I know I spoke a little bit earlier. I mean, too soon early as far as like the um, as far as like the Tom Ford joint. But like, overall, I mean, I don't know if I say it was as bad as Kingdom Come, but like, it's almost on that level, but definitely better than the Nazir joint and. You would think, like, you know what I'm saying, like two greats like Nas and Kanye working with each other would have brought the best out of each other. But again, it didn't come to fruition. Like, you know, Nas may have brought up the lyrics, but at the same time, if your producer, you no, know, isn't bringing it, like, you know what I'm saying, kind of like everything just, just, it's just shot to hell. And like, and as far as like the year, was this around the time? Was I just can't recall. Maybe you said earlier, Brian. Was this around the time that Yeezus came out? I think
0: it may have been the same time, around the time that Yeezus came out, like 2007. This was around the time. Yeah,
1: this is around. This was not not 2017.
0: This came out. No, Nasir came out in
1: 2019. Nazir came out in 2018. Out in 2018. 2018 2000, yeah, was it I thought it was. Was, the last, was it, I
0: thought it was last year when they did that bullshit. With, with, nah, Nasir. Uh, Nasir yeah, Nazir came out in June that, 15 June 15 2018. By the way, I didn't go through it. Yeah, so Nasir yeah, June 15th. Yeah, yeah,
1: they went through. Kanye came with that bullshit when he was dropping an album every week. And then the album didn't even come out on time. Middle of the night, they still didn't have the album out. So this is whole Kanye West, fuck him on this right here.
3: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, maybe he took some, <laughs> maybe he took some Yeezys, Yeezys beats and put them on this train for Nas or something. I don't know, but yeah, the production definitely didn't live up. Definitely didn't deliver. You see, what I'm saying like so. By that, by default, I mean got to give it to Magna Car, the Holy Grail. Meaning plus and I'm not big as far as, like, saying, like, just because something plays as a single, that means it's better than whatever another album has, but, I mean, the drinks that did get, the drinks that did come out as singles, I mean, they were, they were straight, but, like, I really think they missed the mark with this one as far as, like, what they, what they could have done with their Nasir drink. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <sighs> Alright, so, Particulars, uh, Nasir came
0: out June 15, 2018, runtime of 26 minutes and 29 seconds. Um, producers, of course, Kanye West. Benny Blanco, Cashmere Cat, Magna Carta, Holy Grail came out June 4, 2013. You know, they had the whole thing about the Samsung users, got the, you know, if you were a Sprint user, you got the uh, the album on the day it came out. Runtime of 58 minutes, 55 seconds. Uh, producers, Boy Wonder, Hit Boy, you know, J-Rock, uh, No ID, Pharrell, Swiss Beats, Timberland. you know, they made a big deal about this album when it came out. Let me just put this. Everybody remember where they had Friday night fights on ESPN and you would see two random heavyweights out that joint the Bamas can't move. Ain't no punches really getting thrown. They holding each other. And then halfway through like Mm -hmm. round number five, you hear the crowd like, boo. You start hearing that shit. Like these little fucked up ass fights on ESPN Friday night fights. This is what the Mm -hmm. fuck this round is like. Both of these albums are some shit. (laughs) Both of these albums are some shit. You hear me? <laughs> this Can might be bang. this might be Jay-Z's worst album and this is definitely one of Nas's one or two worst albums between this and Nostradamus. The but I but being that as it may, I still gave this round to J109. And like you said, Damo, Kanye fucked this album up. <laughs> like and that speaks to how bad the album was. Like Magna Carta Holy Grail is a terrible album. It again, has some some singles, but this was the album that I looked at Jay and I was just like, Sort of like a wife and a husband been together, like, I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> like, that's literally my response to Jay. Like, I don't I don't even know who you are anymore. The shit that this nigga was talking about on the album with I mean the shit about Tom Ford and and it's I felt like I was a server at the Met Gala. That's what I felt like. I felt like I was in uh, Valentino's Chateau in Florence, Italy. Like I felt like I was a peasant listening to this goddamn album. And I know that celebrities are going to have a matter of status. I get it. But Jay's tenor on this was so elite that it would turn me off. And it wasn't just turn me off. It turned a lot of people off. And then also, Mm -hmm. not only that. But I thought flow and lyrically, lyric-wise, he took a step back on this one too. I thought it was lazy. But Nasir, though, is so bad with that production. And it felt like it was rushed that I was disappointed that Nas would even allow something like this to come out. I was disappointed in Nas that he would allow something like this to transpire. I don't like either one of these albums. They both suck. But if I have to give the round to somebody, I'm gonna give it to Jay. So I scored 10-9. Domo scores at 10-9. You scored 10-8, Jay. So we're heading into the final round. The crowd's on their feet. They're standing. They're they they they're, they're ready to see how this is going to play out. And we're headed into the last albums in the last round. For Nas, we have King's Disease. And for Jay-Z, we have 4-4-4. <laughs> King's Disease released just released August 21st, 2020. Runtime of 38 minutes and 24 seconds. Produced entirely by Hitboy. Also produced as well. Other producers on here as well were Pat Jr., um, Audio Anthem, uh, G-Rye. But this was an album that was mostly produced by Hit Boy. 444 by Jay-Z released June 30th, 2017. This one was the exclusive for Sprint. And Magna Carter was the one that was exclusive for Samsung. Runtime of 36 minutes and 11 seconds produced by no ID. These were the last and latest albums that the both came up with. So we have King's disease and four, four, four in the final round. And this is pretty much where the fight's going to get into the stretch run. So we'll go to see, you know where we are. So Jay, I'll start with you. You just actually listened to the King's disease album. Not too long ago. You've heard four, 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 obviously, so I'll give it to you. How do you score this thirteenth and final round of King's Disease versus Four Four Four?
3: I'm have to give this one to Nas, like ten nine. So you know, what I mean, like I mean, I granted, like King's Disease is still fresh in my mind, but I mean, I still was listening to Four 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 pretty regularly. Both of them, I would say, kind of like are toe to toe as far as um, themes, as far as like you know, like I would say investing and in, well, I guess yeah, like investing in like you know, thinking about your future and everything like that. Um, but what did it for me is like on King's Disease, like. Now it's kind of goes direct as far as like, you know, not only just like taking care of yourself financially, but like taking care of your health as well. Like talking about what to do as far as like, you know, to keep yourself healthy and going and being there for your family and just other things on the album, especially like, you know, one of the biggest things that, and I guess was kind of like a moment, like I kind of equated to where like Jay-Z was like, he was like, um, niggas want my old shit by my old albums mm-hmm. and cause you know one of the things like with Nas people pretty much I think we discussed it here is like you know he's, he's not the best beat selector mm-hmm. <clears throat> and like so I'm um, I believe it was like the last song on the journey where he was like you know they don't choose me because of my beats. They choose me because of my lyrics. I forgot yeah. how like the actual bar went, but mm-hmm. you know, so I just thought that was like He Finally addressed it after all this time, and you know, like how you kind of avoided other topics whenever someone had a critique of him. But I guess like you no, know, he just wanted to address that once and for all, as far as like you know, um, his question, his um, choices as far as beat selection. And I was kind of skeptical. There was no primo or anything like that on here, but um, Hitboy like you knew we was talking about him last week, Brian. Like you know, saying basically like you know, because you'd already heard it, so. You know, he was like, yeah, he did his thing. I was like, okay, I'm gonna give it a chance. And then I was like pleasantly surprised as far as like, you know, his production on there and always with Nas' lyricism, I mean, which is amazing, like after 25 plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and which is not to say 444 4, 4 was a bad album by any means, but I have to give King's disease that, you know, that edge over there just like with the way everything was put together. And, you know, despite the fact Jay-Z exclusively used no ID, which I think might've been like a shot at Kanye, you know, mm-hmm. as far as they're like, not working on the project, but um, I got to give King's Disease um, the win for that one. Okay.
0: So, Damo, what say you in the 13th and final round? King's Disease versus 444. How did you score it
1: and why? This one was just as hard as the first round. Yeah. For real to me. Mm-hmm. And it was part of the reason. It was one of the other. I was like, Man, why can't I know 10 10?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was both, both good albums. And you know we have had a little. I've listened to it a little bit more longer than you, Jay. So I let it sit and got like, a couple of days. So I play it again. Let's do it again. Right. right. I, so I, let me go back to the four Full, you know, four four, I just listened to it probably about a month ago. That I was let I need to listen to some Jay. So I'm like, you know what? Put it back on. And I gave it to Nas. Can I? It was a battle. I didn't know who the hell – He just got. A, he got. He got a little bit more off the the feast. <laughs> The Charlie Wilson Joe, Car Eighty Five,
2: mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. the John with a little dirt. I was like, "Nigga, get a little dirt." I'm like, "I'm right. like, okay." The John with Anderson Pack, I knew that John was gonna be sweet. I said, "You know what? I gotta give it to my man. I might have let you down after some early rounds, <laughs> <laughs> but this one, if this is if this is the last one, you went out right." Mm.
0: Okay. So, my analysis on this is this: I remember when four 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 came out, and I remember the reception that people had to it. This is one of the albums that recently that kind of bothered me that everybody was putting this down as an instant classic, and it was because not just because of the production, but because of Jay and the subject matter. Like you know, it was a mature Jay Z album. Jay isn't twenty six year old Jay, just fresh out of Marcy with reasonable doubt. This man is a billionaire. He's an entrepreneur. He's a brand now. Uh, him and his wife are worth more than probably half the country's GDPs in the in the world. Um, so there were a lot of things he talked about. You know, infidelity, investing, financial stuff about his mother. With his mother's, you know, uh, finally coming out, you know that she was a lesbian. There were a lot of things on here. So people sort of praised Jay for that whole like the whole thing. And when it came out, I saw everybody praising it. And I told people I listened to it once. And I said, you know, I listened to this. I need to listen to it again before I give it my final critique. And then I listened to it like two or three more times that summer. I don't think I've ever played that album again since then. And that was three years ago. I have a complicated answer to the reason why I feel that way about that album. I listened to King's disease when it came out. And to me... It wasn't old Nas. You didn't have Primo and pro, Large Professor and Les and Trackmasters, like you said, Jay. Or even Salam Remy, for that matter. But I was impressed by what I saw as far as the beats were concerned and the concepts of the songs. You know, Car Eighty Five. You know, Twenty Seven Summers. The you know mm-hmm. full circle with with the firm. You know, ASAP. The last joint with ASAP Ferb and and I'm and, like and, and Fabio too. Spicy. You know, ten points. You know, all bad with with Anderson Pack. Like I was pleasantly surprised because I wasn't expecting much with Hit Boy and Nas collaboration, and it's, like you said, Nas still had his fastball. When I listened to four four four, Jay definitely still had some bars, but I kind of felt like he was lazy bar wise on that one too. Like, of course, the Jay always has the double and triple entendres, and the mm. things that he says, you know. But it's, oh, I felt like he was kind of lazy on that, on that, on that joint. I don't know. Like maybe it was just me, but I like four, four, four is to me a very good album. It's, I wouldn't even venture to say that it's great, but when it comes to, to the standard and and matching this up against King's disease, I mean, to me, I had to score 10, nine for Nas as well. And I know some people out there in the internet land might be listening to be like, yo, y'all look crazy, but. I just, when it comes to putting those two up together, Nas's King's disease hit me away that four 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 did not. Because I think people overhyped the whole thing about Jay's thing about financial. I'm like, listen, y'all are listening to a man that's a billionaire, okay? Of course, he's going to tell you the things that you need to do. But even if you do the things that you need to do, you're never going to get the kind of money that he has. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He speaks of a conversation because he sits in different types of rooms because of the, Because of the position that he's in, I give him credit for bearing his soul on this and admitting that he he cheated on his wife, which I can't imagine how a man would want to cheat on a wife like he has, especially because she may make as much, if not more money than him. And, you know, she has her accomplishments, but I give him credit for bearing his soul. There's some things that it's not easy to come out there and do that on that album. But for me personally, it didn't do much for me. Great production by no ID without a shadow of a doubt. But I do think Jay was kind of lazy when it came to the bars. And I do think that, you know, the flow wasn't like, it sort of wasn't like the way that it was like, sort of like Muhammad Ali fighting before he fought Larry Holmes. Not when he was fighting Larry Holmes, because that was definitely when he was at his end. But it wasn't like Ali in the late 60s and early 70s, like you knew his movements were fluid and you knew you were watching one of the greatest of all time. I personally did not feel that way when I was listening to 444 with Jay. I thought it was a lackluster effort on his on this on this part. And that's just me, though. I mean, I think it's a great album, but I do think he I think he could have done better. And when I match that up with King's disease versus what I see with Nas. It's 10 10, 9 for me with Nas. So. There we are. Very last round. I scored at 10 9. Domo scored at 10 9. And Jay, you scored at 10 9 as well, I understand. Yep. Yep. So here we are, gentlemen. The judges are tabulating their (laughs) scorecards. Okay. Judge J.O. has scored the fight 121 118 in favor of Nas. Judge Dominique Mark scores the fight one twenty five one twenty 120 in favor of Jay Z, and Judge B Cox, <laughs> y'all gonna hate me. Scores the bout one twenty two to one twenty two. Ladies and gentlemen, okay, a draw. we have a draw. <laughs> oh,
2: <wow. laughs> Son of fuck. 122, man. <laughs> You're doing 10 You didn't even do no a- How the fuck. Yo, this is crazy.
0: Wow. I scored it a draw, man. When I did the math, that's what I came up with. I mean.
2: Yo. This is
0: crazy. And you know what? I changed my score on that last round because initially I had it for Jay. And I changed it. I changed it listening to the two albums last night. 122 to 122. That's
1: where I'm at. Damn. Hmm.
0: So, we got to do a tiebreaker.
1: We need one more album.
0: So, we got to do a tiebreaker.
1: We need one more album.
0: I don't even know we if we can't can
1: even do it. It's, it's, I don't it's know. It's a if, draw, B. Yeah, it's a draw. This is a song yeah. that I had to come back years down the line. I maybe a 14th album comes. come.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's because there's nothing I can really.
1: We had to to revisit. Yeah,
0: and and to me, I would even say let's match up classic albums, but I think that's a tie, too. Nas, I think, has three classic albums, and I think Jay has three classic albums, for sure, without a shadow of a doubt. And I think that's to me, it's too close, and this is the reason why I think uh, everybody, you can't definitively say who has had the better career because their highs have been great. Their lows have been really, really bad. And I think what happens is afterwards, you can't really say for certain who's better. I mean, yeah, you can go by album sales, but I mean, album sales doesn't mean everything in regards to everybody. That's the case. Hammer and Vanilla Ice would be some of the best rappers of all time. But right. they're not. So so there we are, guys. I know, listen, I know y'all listen out there in internet land that may not be satisfying to you all, but that's what we have. Damo has scored it for Jay. Jay has scored it for Nas, and I have it as a draw, 122-122 down the middle. So what we want to do is we want to actually get the discussion going on social media. And I would love to hear what you all are saying. Yo, if you want to submit your own scorecard, go ahead and give it up to us. Give it up to us on at Vault Classic. Give it up to us on at Vault CMR Podcast and also on the Facebook page at the vault classic music review, search that on Facebook and let us know when you listen to us, what's your scorecard. let do your 13 album scorecard. We use the same criteria that we used and score them and let us know who you got, you know, and again, use the matchups each album for each album, based on what we had here today, you give us your scorecard because we couldn't figure it out. I couldn't at least I had it as a draw. Obviously Jay and Damo had their, their picks, but I could only score it. I went 22, 122 was a draw. And that truly,
1: I'm I'm, I'm, I'm convinced both of y'all work for golden boy. Both of y'all. This only happens in golden boy fights right here. Mm. (laughs) Or Don
0: (laughs) King. (laughs) Right.
1: This this is a golden boy production.
0: So there we have it guys. We have a draw. For Tale of the Tape.
1: Gotta get it for a rematch. But gotta we, but we, we rematch. gotta
0: have a rematch. We need one more album to figure this out and to make a clear winner. Well, and there you have it. The conclusion of Tale of the Tape, Nas versus Jay Z. That is your conclusion. <laughs> J O scoring it for Nas, Damo scoring it for Jay Z, and me, Cox, I had it at a draw. So what does that mean? Ladies and gentlemen, we had a draw. (laughs) And I know some of you are actually surprised out there. Some of you may be upset. But can you actually honestly be that surprised that this ended up in the draw? Now, some of you are either Super Nas fans or Super Jay-Z fans. You cape for one or cape for the other. So, of course, you may think that we're wrong. You may think two of us are wrong or the other two are wrong or maybe all three of us are wrong altogether. But that's what we did. That was our scorecard. And that is the great thing about debate is that it can continue amongst many different avenues. But that's the result that we had. Now, what we want to do is hear from you. Go ahead and let us know on our social media channels exactly what you think. If you have a scorecard, go ahead and give us your scorecard and let us know how you scored it out. Who you have winning in the bout and give us your reasons why. Now, you can always reach us in all of our social media channels. And I'll give that to you one more time. On Instagram at Vault CMR Podcast on Twitter at vault classic and on Facebook and YouTube. You can search the vault classic music reviews like the Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can get to the link tree and any one of our social media pages to be able to get to all of our streaming sources. And of course, all of our social media channels, we want to hear what you have to say, and we love to do more tales of the tapes as well. So if you have a suggestion, make sure that you give that to us and drop it on our social media pages. We'd love to take anything into consideration. We know that these are hot topics of debates and people will have one team versus the other team and we'll have one champion versus another champion. And we'd love to at least see what kind of debate you guys come up with. But that's going to wrap up this bonus segment of Tale of the Tape for the Vault Classic Music Reviews. Please make sure you're following us on social media, telling a friend to tell a friend and make sure you're spreading the word out there about the Vault Classic Music Reviews. We want to close this year out strong, so we're going to have more album reviews for classic albums. And then, of course, we're going to have more topics and debate as time goes on. We appreciate all the support. Hope you enjoyed your Labor Day weekend and that you're continuing to stay safe out there in the midst of everything that's going on, COVID-19 and otherwise. So please make sure that you're safe and you're around to catch us once again. So that's going to wrap it up for me, B Cox, for The Vault Classic Music Reviews. For J.O. and Damo, we love and appreciate all of you. Be safe out there. And as we always say on that note, we say peace.
2: Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook at IV Creative and
0: Instagram at IVECRE8.